Greetings, Seamheads, and welcome into the latest installment of the 20th and Blake podcast, a Colorado Rockies-centric podcast powered by Mile High Sports. I'm your host, Anilo Piro, back at it with the latest installment of your Colorado Rockies podcast here on Mile High Sports. Looking forward to keeping you, the fan, updated with all the news and notes surrounding your Colorado Rockies, and boy, is there some to talk about today. Uh, a couple of uh, intriguing moves that the Rockies have made here uh, within the last 20 minutes. We'll dive into that throughout the entirety of this podcast and also take a look ahead at this ter- upcoming series versus the Toronto Blue Jays that will start tonight with first pitch start, uh, scheduled for 640 Mountain Standard Time. So a lot to get into today in this installment of the 20th and Blake podcast. But, but, but before we dive into all of this stuff, be sure to give us a follow at Mile High Sports on Twitter, on Instagram, all that good stuff. Uh, a lot of good content that's coming out about all of the Colorado sports teams, not just your Colorado Rockies, although selfishly, I must say, I think our Rockies content is the best of the best when it comes to our content at Mile High Sports. So if you like the Rockies, if you like the Broncos, the Nuggets, the Avalanche, the Outlaws, the Rapids, all that good stuff, be sure to check us out online at MileHighSports.com, on Twitter at Mile High Sports, and again, on Instagram at Mile High Sports as well. Um, if reading isn't your thing, you can check out the radio station. Uh, I'm a TV producer for our afternoon drive um, show, so you could watch Watch that online, a live, you know, four camera spread, graphics, the whole nine. Um, every weekday from four to six, we have a fantastic lineup besides Eric and Les, uh, you know, all the way from starting from six in the morning with David Hurlbutt through six o'clock at night with Eric and Les. So if you want to listen um, to some Colorado sports and get updated that way, be sure to check us out on the airwaves, AM 1340, FM 1047, or streaming live online at milehighsports.com. And selfish plug here again, the magazine. I, if you guys love Sports Illustrated and you love, e- you know, RIP ESPN, the magazine, I guess I should say now. But if you love that physical copy of of local journalism and local sports journalism at that, you're going to want to pick up the latest installment of My Life Sports Magazine, which just came in the offices today. I wrote the cover story for this one on John Gray, kind of talking about how he reinvented himself as a pitcher this offseason, going to Driveline, which is an analytically data-driven kind of baseball facility. I, I think I'm going to try to get, get John on one of these podcasts here in the future just to kind of talk about that and, and pick his brain a little bit about what went on um, down there, um, you know, while training at Driveline. So pick up a copy of the magazine, check us out on Airwaves, AM 1340, FM 104.7, or online at com. If you consider yourself a tried and true Colorado sports fan, we have you covered from head to toe. Um, if you follow my work, if you want to continue to follow my work, or you, you don't really even know who I am and you want to follow my work, be sure to give me a follow on Instagram at media by AP, or that's my Twitter, excuse me, on Twitter at media by AP and on Instagram at avp.media. I think I'm just going to start making those the same. To be honest with you, I don't know really why I have two different handles. Uh, it's a work in progress, folks. But uh, if you again, if you guys uh, like my work, please give me a follow on one of those two platforms. Love interacting with you guys, the fans, uh, to talk about Colorado sports and, of course, your Colorado Rockies. But let's dive into the big news of the day, and that is that left-handed pitcher, starting pitcher Kyle Freeland has been optioned to AAA Albuquerque, and in coordinates with the move, the Rockies have called up Jesus Tinoco from AAA Albuquerque. He was the other pitcher alongside Jeff Hoffman um, that was acquired in the trade that sent Troy Tulowitzki north of the border to the Toronto Blue Jays. But this is definitely no surprise from Freeland. He has struggled, uh, you know, basically all season. You know, I think he had a really solid start um, to start the year um, in Miami, and then after that, he's really just kind of fallen off for the most part. Um, just an awful record of two and six this uh so far this season, an ERA over seven, coming in with an ERA of 7.13. He has yet to, th- I mean, and recently his struggles have been amplified. He has yet to throw nine innings in his past three starts combined. So, you know, that's kind of, of indicative of his struggles to this point in the season. So, 
not good stuff from Kyle Freeland. He has by and large been the Rockies' worst starting pitcher this season, and um, that, that's still on the road. That's still within the rotation. Obviously, you know this is another kink in the rotation. If you guys remember from earlier this season, the Rockies uh, lost Tyler Anderson. They put him on the DL for, or the IL, I guess I should say, and then he came back and he just listen. I don't want to talk about Tyler Anderson. He was god awful. You know, an ERA over ten. So he underwent left knee surgery. So he's likely out for the season. And Chad Bettis was the first guy to go he just really struggled out of the gate for the Rockies and has since been um, reworked into a role out of the bullpen has actually done a really really solid job in that role so you know uh, Freeland you know just next in line you know the only two survivors are uh, John Gray and um, and Herman Marquez you know Antonio Sensatella has been in the rotation but he started off the year hurt so uh, of, of the starters that the Rockies started the year with John Gray and Herman Marquez are the lone two survivors and the funny part of all this is as much you know chaos has been involved in the Rockies rotation they're an above 500 club right now albeit just one game sitting at 28 and 27 but you know the fact that they are competitive you know close to 500 considering their struggles you know not just within the rotation but you know you lose Ryan McMahon to start the year Daniel Murphy as well David Dahl for a stint there and other guys, you know, Jake McGee and Chris Russin, and we'll talk about Russin here in a little bit, but there has definitely been a glut of injuries and, you know, different kind of things that the Rockies have had to deal with, yet they've remained tough, they're tenacious, and, and you know, they're aggressive when they need to be, and because of that, you know, they're still treading right around that 500 mark, and they're only a game and a half out of that second NL wildcard spot, so anything can happen, guys, but let's, let's talk about Kyle Freeland. Like I said, he's just, there. you can't criticize his move by any means, because the only sort of criticism I think you could throw out before this happened was why haven't they done it yet? And I think maybe part of that was because he is the homegrown guy. Maybe part of it is because he, you know, he placed fourth in the National League Cy Young voting last year. It's just been such a difficult go around for Kyle Freeland this year. It's been very, very difficult for him to just establish any form of positive consistency. He's been negatively consistent, but that's not what the Rockies want. Um, from Freeland, that's not what the Rockies need from him at this time. So the the move comes on the heels. Like I said, he has a, an ERA over seven so far this season, and something just had to be done. Especially considering how well the Rockies have been playing as of late, currently six and one on their season long home uh, ten game homestand, and the one loss coming in the start in which Freeland made against Baltimore. So. The Rockies bailed him out yesterday as well. You know, they won their fourth extra inning game on this homestand. And Freeland was just not good at all um, yesterday. Only lasting three innings, giving up seven hits and five earned runs, uh, including two home runs as well. So just just really, really bad performance from Freeland here recently. He, he only also struck out one batter. So he's just really struggled to get anything going this season. Only logged, you know, just under 60 innings so far this year, 59.1. Um, and, and opponents are hitting a scorching 280 against him so you know you can't criticize this move I'd been talking about it on this podcast in my articles on wildlifesports.com as well that they had to do something if this continued and yesterday was the nail on the coffin for him at least so far this season and albeit you know maybe this was the right way to right way to go clearly his struggles were prominent enough that the Rockies viewed demoting him to AAA you know, to be more valuable than a phantom injured list stint. You know, we saw him go on the injured list earlier this season after dealing with blister um, on his throwing hand, and that didn't really help him at all. You know, early on when we found out that he was going to the injured list, I think a lot of people thought that the blister was the reason why he was underperforming. You know, we saw him come back from that injury and the results just getting worse and worse. So it's evident that it wasn't the blister, that there really is something going on with Kyle Freeland in a negative way. And because of that, you know, the Rockies have been hindered in their ability a little bit here. 
here. And I've been a big uh, you know proponent of you know dating back even before the start of the season that the Rockies rotation was thin. Um, you know they put up the second highest or the second best cumulative uh, starting rotation ERA last season, and that was phenomenal. But you know the rotation being as good as it was last year, you know, kind of overcompensated for the Rockies deficiencies. Um, you know, that we all kind of knew were evident. A lot of guys overachieved, maybe Freeland overachieved. I think Marquez is legit, um, you know, and that's why I was so confused as to why the Rockies decided to enter this season with the rotation as is. You know, I don't think anybody thought Freeland would be this bad, but looking at guys like Anderson and Bettis, two guys that have already been demoted, um, you know, alongside Freeland now, th th that was just a recipe for disaster, in my opinion. And I'm, I'm no guru, and I know Jeff Breidich doesn't really care about the, you know, media's opinion, but, uh, you know, I could see the smoke from a mile away before the season started that this rotation was certainly going to be a problem you know to some capacity and it's blown up you know a lot bigger than I thought the Rockies thought it would and because of that you know like I said they're still at right around a 500 club but if they enter the season with a little bit of a stronger rotation you know maybe they're in second place in the division instead of third you know maybe they're uh, you know four or five games above 500 instead of one and obviously there's a lot of ball left to play still a hundred plus games left to play this season so um, plenty of time for the Rockies and Freeland for that matter to get things figured out so uh, we'll, we'll, it's definitely going to be interesting to keep an eye on all this stuff but um, you know it's it's definitely disheartening if you're the Rockies. Uh, you know, John Gray underwent something, um, you know, similar last year when they demoted him to AAA as well, and he kind of came back up. and And this season, he's been you know really good for them. You know, at least considered by his standards, um, he's shown marginal improvement in that sense. So. Um, you know, maybe the Rockies are hoping that this will be, you know, do the same thing for Freeland. And, and, you know, I've gotten a lot of questions as to what is wrong with Kyle Freeland? Why is he not performing well? And to break it down as simple as I can, I'll compare him and Herman Marquez. Herman Marquez has natural, pure talent. And that's not to say that Freeland doesn't, because Freeland is a very talented player. But Marquez's pitches have a little something extra on them, some extra spin. When, when, when Marquez needs to get a strikeout or get a ground ball out, he, he can dig a little deeper um, and get, you know, to put a little extra velocity on that pitch and whatnot. You know, Marquez is naturally gifted. Marquez has natural talents to be, you know, su successful, um, natural movement on his pitches. Freeland is much more of a tactician, meaning that he relies on his location a lot more than Marquez does. You know, if, if Freeland's balls don't move as much. So if he, you know, hangs a fastball that doesn't cut, you know, if, he, if he's throwing a cutter that doesn't cut or if he's throwing a slider that doesn't slide, you know, hitters are going to punish him for that. And, you know, that's just kind of a general sense with, you know, pitches. You know, if you miss a pitch, you know, the odds are that the rock or that opposing hitters are going to take advantage. But this is amplified with Freeland because he really does rely on that precision accuracy. And so far this season, we've really seen him struggle to locate his, you know, really all of his pitches. And he's missing middle in, middle, middle away. Um, and, and he's getting killed for it. Like I said, opponents hitting 280 on him this season. So, you know, Freeland himself has said mechanically he feels fine, mentally he feels fine. It's just he's not going out there and producing. And, you know, that's got to be so frustrating for a guy where you feel physically good, but, you know, and you were riding your high horse the past few seasons, and now you kind of come crashing down here. Um, so it's going to be really interesting to see how Freeland continues to respond. Um, you know, I know he was battling through this. He was battling his inner demons up until this point, and unfortunately he was unable to get them figured out. So this was the next step. And, and, and you know, I think it was a necessary step, to be completely honest with you guys. 
the Rockies could not afford to continue to roll out Kyle Freeland and get three, four, you know, maybe five innings of production if you're lucky, because that's going to tax your bullpen. And, and, you know, you're probably not going to win a majority of those starts. You know, the Rockies ended up winning yesterday in extra innings, 11 to 10. But, you know, let's say Herman Marquez is on the mound or, or a competent starter at that. You know, they probably win that game handedly yesterday and they don't have to, you know, use Mike Dunn, Brian Shaw, Jake McGee. You know, they used a spruce of um, bullpen arms yesterday to solidify that victory. And, and, you know, that's partially because Freeland was only able to go three innings. So um, going to be really interesting, guys, to see how this, you know, continues to progress. How long will he be down there? How much work do they think he needs? You know, all of this kind of goes into the thinking now. Um in regards to what's going to happen with Kyle Friedland. And, and I have a little bit of the audio here from his press conference over at Coors Field. He did speak with the media before um, before this, new, or I guess after this news came out. So I'm going to go ahead and uh, you know drop a little bit of information, drop that news, drop that audio for you guys so you could listen into Kyle Friedland's perspective. I'm going to go down and learn. And however I come back, that's going to, that's going to be the person I'm going to be. I'm not trying to repeat what I did last year. Um, that's kind of out the window at this point. Um, I'm going to go down and learn, um, learn about myself, learn more about this game, and come back, you know, a better person, better athlete, better pitcher. So that was Colorado Rockies starting pitcher Kyle Freeland on his demotion and, you know, what he's looking to get out of, um, you know, this experience. Uh, you know, he kind of also mentioned that he was going to talk to John Gray, um, you know, kind of pick off of it from his experiences a couple seasons ago in an attempt to, you know, fix himself and and get back on track and getting back to being, you know, the Cy Young candidate that he was last season. So, um, you know, Freeland himself kind of debunked the myth that you can't pitch a Coors Field. Um, he showed that last year, but the big problem with Coors Field is can you sustain it? Can you, can, can you pitch like this? consistently and you know we've seen him struggle now in his fourth season in the big league so um like i said it's it's really intriguing to see how this plays out for him i i know he's a very confident person i think you know and like i said his mental tenacity wasn't straight you know he knew that he's a talented pitcher he was just getting frustrated by the lack of positive results so maybe this is you know just what the doctor ordered for freeland maybe going down to AAA, clearing his mind making a few starts and then coming back up is exactly what he needs so we'll keep an eye on that um as as this uh, situation continues to progress but Let's talk about uh, some of the other moves that the Rockies ended up making here today. Um, Jonathan Daza also went down to AAA, and in in, uh, in coordinates with the move, like I said earlier in the podcast, the Rockies were called Jesus Tinoco and Chris Russin. Um, I don't know if I had mentioned Russin yet, but let's start there. Russin has been kind of the Rockies' go-to long reliever. Struggled a little bit last year, but was really, really solid in 17. Um, and, and the Rockies have done a really good job of kind of absorbing um, the deficiencies within the bullpen. You know, they lost Wade Davis. He's currently on the 10-day injured list, um, you know, uh, Estevez is a guy that stepped up, you know, Jairo Diaz has stepped up, and now you're going to get Russin back, so that's a really, really encouraging sign that, you know, just another one of your good guys to have in the bullpen is back and is healthy. Um, Russin has yet to pitch this season, so that is a big big uh, addition for the Rockies right now. So um, moving along here, we'll talk about Jesus Tinoco. Like I said, the other guy uh, alongside Jeff Hoffman that was acquired in the trade that sent Troy Chulubisky to the Toronto Blue Jays. He is considered a starting pitcher. I'm not sure. I haven't seen anything in regards to what the Rockies plan to do with that fifth rotation spot. Um, Tinoco so far this season, three and one with an ERA of 5.04 in AAA Albuquerque and 25 innings pitched. So, um, you know, not fantastic numbers Has a career ERA of four point seven five and uh over six hundred and fifty innings logged in triple A. So, you know, we we all knew, you know, I think part of the reason why 
they didn't demote Freeland earlier is because they didn't know who they were going to call up in correspondence. Um, you know, outside of Jeff Hoffman, who's already on the roster, there was no real sixth or seventh starter that the Rockies possessed. So, you know, there was some conversation, maybe Peter Lambert was ready. Um, you know, obviously that's not the case. Uh, so they decided to go with Tinoco here and I'm assuming they're probably going to try to have him start a game considering that's what he's labeled as here on the website that I'm looking at. Um, but like I said, you know, no, you want to have some confidence, you know, he, he, this is his first time being called up, maybe, but opponents are also hitting 277 against him. So not great numbers from Tinoco, but I'm sure the Rockies will take whatever they can get at this point because um, it'll probably be better than the output that Freeland was uh, providing for them. You know, and I know that sounds bad, but he Freeland was just absolutely dreadful for this club. So like I said, we'll be very interesting to see how this kind of continues to play out. Um, you know, maybe Tinoco is the answer. Maybe he can hold the fort down for the Rockies. Um, and I think this is also indicative of, they want to keep Chad Bettis in the bullpen. You know, they could have gone to Bettis for, you know, two, three, four starts, but clearly they are very comfortable and very satisfied with Bettis's output from the bullpen, and rightfully so. He's really settled in nicely into that role. So no Chad Bettis for them. I don't think you'll see Chad Bettis in the rotation unless it's a complete emergency. Um, so they go with Tinoco, a young guy, 24 years old, um, instead of, so, you know, maybe going back to a Chad Bettis and whatnot. So let's see what the youngsters got, assuming that he does become a starter uh, for this club. We'll de- like I said, we'll, we'll be keeping track. So MyLifeSports.com, the radio station, all that good stuff. If you want to stay up with Tinoco and Freeland, check us out there. Um, let's talk about something positive, and that's been the Rockies' play as of late. They have really done a solid job o- o- just overall of playing sound baseball um, you know, and all that good stuff. Like I said earlier in this podcast, they're six and one on their current 10 game homestand. So uh, a game above 500, four walk offs on this homestand as well. So, it, you know, the Ro- I actually have a piece that's up on mylifesports.com kind of discussing how the Rockies have finally hit their stride. And I, I really think that this team is in a good spot moving forward, especially now that they've kind of gotten over that hump of the 500 record. So we'll, we'll have to see how this season continues to progress for them as well. Um, but like I said, in a very good position, considering all the injuries and circumstances that they've been presented with. Um, I want to read you guys a quote from Chris Iannetta that's in my latest story, kind of talking about the state of the Rockies right now. And he says, in order to make the playoffs, you can't be hot the whole year. There are too many games. You just have to play 500 ball, get on a, get a hot, get on a hot streak in a couple of short spurts, win five games at a time, three or four times, get 15 to 20 games up, and usually that's enough wins to get you into the playoffs. And, and I think he's right on. You know, the fact that the Rockies are at a 500 record right now, underwhelming. There's no denying that. But there is still plenty of time for them to make up some lost ground, but it has to start now. So, you know, the clock starts now that they're at 500, and they're going to have to play well above 500, which I think they're capable of doing um, if they want to get back, you know, into the postseason for the third consecutive season, which would be, you know, the first time in franchise history they've ever gone a run. They've ever gone on a run too long. So, um, let's see. Like I said, let's see what happens there. And you know, continuing along here with a quote from Ionetta, he says, "We are a really good team. Our record has not shown it. But if you look at the collection of guys, it's really a talented group of offense, defense, and pitching. It just has not shown up all at once. And that's kind of changed here on this homestand. It has started to show up all at once. Like I said, outside of Kyle Freeland, the Rockies have received quality starting pitching from the other guys. Sensatella, Hoffman with a good start the other night. Um, Marquez doing his thing, and John Gray as well. So solid pitching mixed with you know timely." 
hitting. Rockies currently averaging 6.9 runs per game so far on this homestand. So good production from them. Um, and, and, you know, got to talk about here, you, they've had a nice spruce of offense. You know, it's not just Nolan Arenado. It's not just Trevor Story. It's those guys in addition to Tony Walters, in addition to Ramel Tapia, Daniel Murphy with the walk-off yesterday, Tapia with the walk-off earlier in the homestand. Ryan McMahon had a big day yesterday. Um, David Dalla has been performing well. And this is all while Charlie Blackman is out. And, and another guy that has performed well is Ian Desmond. Um, the veteran is hitting 389 with three doubles in his last six games. So you're seeing him up the offensive production. So, um, you know, it's, it's starting to become a perfect storm for the Rockies in the sense that they have timely hitting with consistent pitching outside of Freeland, who they have since demoted to AAA Albuquerque. So let, let's see how they continue to perform. Rockies are 8-2 and two now in their last 10 games. And are set to start a series with the uh, you know rebuilding Toronto Blue Jays here tonight, starting at uh, at Coors Field with first pitch scheduled for six forty. So, you know, Toronto not a great team. I'm assuming you know it's reasonable. It's it, the expectation I would assume for the Rockies is to win at least two out of three. A sweep would be nice, and you know that bump that gives you a little bit of padding between you and that five hundred record. So, um, let's see how this continues to play out as well, guys. Uh, but a big opportunity nonetheless. You know. Freeland has been the one kind of stinker here recently. You know, he, he's really struggled. But other than that, the Rockies offense and the Rockies pitching have really done a good job of kind of coming together and, and you know, kind of playing their best collective baseball that we've seen all season long. And that's exactly what the Rockies are going to need to do moving forward should they want to return to the postseason, which I'm assuming they do. Um, again, Rockies sitting with a record of 28 and 27, three games set with Toronto starting tonight. Uh, let's see if that momentum continues to carry over. And I'll read you one last quote from Bud Black from the story because I think it really kind of ties everything in um, in terms of you know keeping the momentum going and all that good stuff. Um, but he says, in, let me see here. But he's saying, it's very important to keep the momentum that we have. I like the way we are swinging the bats and some of the efforts on the mound. We need to be more consistent on the mound. That's going to be critical and as in... in that is going to be critical as important as winning. So he's, you know, again, hammering the head on, starting pitching, relief pitching, the offense will follow. And for the most part, that's what we've seen out of the Rockies here so far. So it's going to be an interesting series. Rockies wrapping up their season-long 10-game homestand with the final series, a three-game set against the Toronto Blue Jays, um, a weekend set too. So if you want to get out, it's supposed to be nice weather this weekend as well. So get out to Coors Field, catch a game, go look at Brendan Rodgers. Uh, maybe you're, you could see Jesus Tinoco here on the road as well. Um, so a lot of interesting news and notes from Rockies land, but this team is very much back. They are in the postseason hunt once again, and, and they're playing their best stretch of baseball you know, that they have all season long. So let's see where this takes them, guys. They've jumped over the hurdle of getting to 500. They're now a game over. Let's see how the momentum continues, if it continues at all. Um, but again, rounding out this season-long 10-game homestand. Just to recap everything, Kyle Freeland option to AAA Albuquerque, um, as, as well as uh, Jonathan Daza in, uh, in correspondence with the move. Jesus Tinoco has been called up as well as Chris Russin, who has been reinstated from the injured list. So lots going on in the world of Rockies baseball. That's going to do it for the latest installment of the 20th and Blake podcast. Going to be back at it here in a couple days. So again, be sure to stay up with all of our content on mylifesports.com, on the radio, AM 1340, FM 104.7, um, as well as the magazine. Pick up that copy and read my story on John Gray if you consider yourself an analytic head. But that's going to do it, guys. Uh, I'm going to head over to Coors Field here in a few hours, watch this game, uh, and you you know, type away, you know, give you guys the fans some uh, good, unique insight regarding this club. So we'll talk to you later. Safe travels wherever you're going. If you're on the road, listening to this, all that good stuff. Um, we'll talk to you later, guys. Have a good one.